go. We did it. Still alive. So is this our E3 prediction show? Yeah, no, this is our E3 prediction show for 2019. Oh. Maybe 2020, actually. So what do we think is going to happen at E3 2020? I think we still won't have a release date for Death Stranding. We still won't have heard anything else about Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk we'll be... 2077. We'll see gameplay. Yes. Uh, maybe. We'll be very excited about Star Wars Battlefront V because they, um, they did three last year. Yeah. Loot boxes will be back in fashion. Mm-hmm. In fact, you'll buy a Steam loot box and get games out of it. Minecraft Battle Royale will yeah. be released. See, you're joking, but that's actually where the Battle Royale craze kind of started, in a mod for Minecraft. Is it? Because I was yeah. thinking that, actually, when I said it, it didn't sound that stupid. <laughs> you, you I just said a very rational thing. You know, you could drop in... Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like in Fortnite, you drop in and you have to get resources and build shit. Yeah. It's just Minecraft. It is. I think it was some kind of um, uh, Hunger Games mod. That style of thing. Oh, yeah. So it started, like, gaming-wise, It was that was one of the first ones to really popularize it in the last few years. But uh, <clears throat> we'll definitely have The Last of Us um, Battle Royale mode. Oh, yeah. You know what? And we'll talk about this, because this is the E3 show, so we'll talk about this later. But there was no clickers, or no runners, nothing, mm-hmm. in The Last of Us 2. Or trailer. Yeah, do we even think they're going to exist in this game? Yeah, 100%. They're in the, um, they were in the last trailer we saw at um, oh, either yeah. the Game Awards or PSX, Forgot. with those other characters. Yeah, they'll be there. It's just nice that they're focusing on the human drama, and hey look, people are still really fucked up. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him disemboweling that boy. Mm-hmm. Delicious. <laughs> Get a good whiff. Mm. Tummy noodles. Is it, you're making me hungry. I've not eaten yet. Have you not? No. Delicious intestine. Mm. I say that, actually. You, it's not too far removed from haggis, is it? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you know, that's still the only time I've ever had haggis. Is when I came up to uh, to visit you in Scotland. You liked it. It was good. Um, I don't think I'd like it presented in its full glory, but like sliced and fried, like <laughs> I'll have pretty much anything. Haggis is Gaelic for tummy noodles. Is it really? Yeah, it, it <laughs> loosely translates into um, stomach spaghetti. But yeah, tummy noodles is the same thing. <laughs> oh, isn't that a, a lyric of an Eminem song? He's oh. got vomit on his sweater already, Tum Spaghetti. Well, actually, the, the Scottish version is Haggis on my woolen sweater already. <laughs> me mam's a bitch. <laughs> Fuck. It's a, lot, it's a beautiful language, isn't it? Mm. Right, let's start. Now I'm in Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Look at the wind. Solid snake. Commander Shep. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK.
97.1. God, I totally forgot how to do it, yeah. This is 97.1 FM, PlayStation Radio UK. It is Wednesday, my dudes. The 20th of June, what the fuck 2018. <laughs> it is four minutes to eight in the evening. I'm not going to explain what that was, because as a user of the internet, you should know. And I'm sure a lot of other people listening will know what it is. Uh, do, do, have, a, have a Google later. Do it, it, is do it Wednesday, again, my Do dudes. it again, see if it rings a bell. It is Wednesday, my dudes. No, no. No, nothing? Nothing at all? Okay, well, I'm Ben, and uh, Simon's here as well. Hello. How are we doing? What has been going on? Not much. Um, I went to Tenerife. Yes. That's, that's this month's excuse for the lack of podcasts. See, I couldn't um, even afford to go to <laughs> Nineerife, let alone Tenerife. <laughs> 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 Kill yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm considering it. Oh, no I'm planning. I'm stood, I'm stood on a stool within this room. I've been trying, don't you fucking worry. I'm uh, one slip away from a, a death. See, the ambulance is already on its way. Um, apart from that, not much. But it was a good holiday. Yeah. In fact, it was the same place I went to a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where the waiter kept asking me if I wanted vegetable soup. Oh no, the vegetable guy! It was the same place, yeah. Oh, so um, that's it, but amazing. he wasn't there. <laughs> he well, must have quit his job after after that um, experience. Right, he was humiliated on the podcast, wasn't he? He so. was, yeah. Well, he probably went home and he said, "You know, the fucking people that I have to serve in this hotel. I'm speaking perfectly good English. It's my second language." And they I'm just beeping, 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 they, beeping, beeping. they just laugh in my face because I say vegetable instead of vegetable. Well, guess what? I quit. And then yeah. he listened to the podcast because it turned out he was a fan. Right. And he killed himself. And he killed himself yeah. too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of death going around. Yeah. It's really sad. It is very, very Holy sad. shit. Fuck. Makes me very depressed. <laughs> you mean very, very depressed. You can't say his V's. Very We appreciate all foreign language speakers listening. Yes. This is not indicative of our opinion towards people who who don't have English as a native language. Unless you're Spanish. Unless you're Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, about you? How's things with oh. you going? Yeah, good. Um, been, again, been kind of... It's just been a crazy month, really. It's been mad because I, I had a birthday. Um, I, I went to um, my friend Ben's, uh, met the producer Andy there, and we just played Dark Souls for like remastered. five days. Remastered, yeah. It should be called Unremastered. It fucking should, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, and then, like, I just had loads of like weird shit going on in my personal life and... Uh, stuff started really ramping up at work and that kind of went a bit mad as well so it's just been really busy but things have settled down a bit now and we're in a good place to record the what is this the fourth or the fifth podcast of 2018 oh yeah because it's uh what yeah i was gonna say because we've had as many months but we've had more months than that so that yeah tells you how our record is yeah we did two and january we missed january we did two in february one in April and one in May. It's not good, is it? No. You guys are so good for sticking with us. What a disaster. But E3 happened too. That was last, I want to say last week. 
it was last week. Yeah, it was it was on Monday, Tuesday last week. Yes. And that was fun. Always love an E3. Couldn't really stay up and watch any of the conferences, but uh, I was able to watch them all afterwards. What about you? Well, I want to talk about this officially. So let's play the... Do we have a jingle for E3? Uh, Let's make one up now. I'll do the backing beat. Giant enemy crabs. $6.99. E3. That's all we get. Cool. Welcome to our E3 (laughs) uh, recap show. Except it's not, because you already know all about it. You saw it. But I suppose you want to know our opinions, I suppose. Yeah. Simon, you've devised something, right? I have. Let's not get to that just yet. Let's... um, Let's talk about the conferences first, okay. because I don't know about you, but I thought yeah. Sony's conference was fucking shit. It was so weird. And the thing is, I understand that they have PSX and they're trying to make that their main focus, but it was just so weird. They had a bit on stage with some music, and then they and then they went to robot presenter. What's his name? I can't. Uh, Sid Sid Schumann, Captain Robot, who like just interacts with humans like no other person I've ever seen in, in the entire world. Is he the access guy, or is he the guy who does no. the blogcast? Blogcast, the American. Oh, yeah. He's weird. He's really strange. Like, I just can't put my finger on what's wrong, but he's not human, I don't think. Even though he's, he can't even spell human in his last name. <laughs> Sid Sh- Schumann. I am a Schumann. So that was weird. Then it cut to them. They had, like, weird idle chit-chat banter. For a bit, and then they went to another conference center. Well, yeah, that's that's because with they, another they ha- musical performance. Yes, yeah. they always have that group, that panel there that are going to discuss what happened at the conference after it finishes. Mm-hmm. But for this one, they had to go to them early to cover up, so that so that the people watching on the internet had something to watch. While all the fans had to move into a different room. Yeah, well, were they moving them to a different room, or was it literally just a what's, different audience? What's the name of the oh, the th- guy? Um, the the presenter, not the presenter, the the Sony computer something or other. What's he called? The guy. One of their bigwigs who's at these. I uh, I know what he looks like. I can't think of his name. Oh, God. That's going to really annoy me now. Him. Because he was at the last one and then he was at this one as well. Because they literally were at the last one to show off The Last of Us, which had a venue that was the same as the place that they were in. That was kind of it. Well, yeah, but that's why I think that's why the audience had to move. But then the thing I didn't get was why didn't they just, okay, you're inside a tent and you've you've got the screen in front of you and everyone's like, why the hell are we in a tent? Then the trailer starts for The Last of Us 2 and it's in a tent and suddenly it makes sense. That's Mm -hmm. fine. That's cool. You don't need to get out the tent to watch the next trailer. You can just watch the next trailer or the next game still inside the tent. That's what I thought was weird. We still got a, a really, really long musical performance in both of them, including, and I loved this, that to show off Ghosts of Tsushima, or however you pronounce it, Tsushimi, um, they got some traditional Japanese sort of pan pipes to be played. Yes. By a white guy, <laughs> which was amazing. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That was, that was so funny. Oh, God. You, could, you just know so much about that guy without even speaking to him. I mean, it would have, he should have had a Pikachu hat on. It would have completed the... Uh... Oh, my God. And with his body pillow. <laughs> his anime body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I bet um, they found I, them. I bet they found them on Fiverr.com. <laughs> oh, probably. Like, where do you go for that shit? I don't even know where you go. Uh, also, I don't know what this guy's name is, and I can't be asked, Simon. I just can't be asked. But we all know who I'm talking about. But The Last of Us looks mm. good. The Last of Us looks incredible. Like uh, that. That gameplay was brilliant yeah i thought some some people said they didn't think ellie looked the way she should i didn't get that at all no i thought she looked i mean she looked older i thought she yeah she looked like ellie but older and that is all i wanted you know because that sounds easy to do Mm -hmm. and it probably is easier easier than it used to be because the example i'm going to give is when we went from mgs 2 and 3 to mgs 4 merle and between the no actually like snake himself between those generations obviously he was a lot older and it went yeah. from being PS2 to PS3. But I didn't think he looked anything like Snake. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Um, so, so that, and that always kind of weirded me out. But we also had the concern that, we said this a few times, if they were going to go and do a direct sequel, that we were just going to get, and here's Ellie, she's grown up and she's hot as hell. And they've managed to avoid that pitfall, which is really nice. Yeah. I'm so glad they've, I mean, it would take a cynical, a cynical, designer to suddenly just like here's ellie she's got her tits hanging out like, <laughs> she's just would... lara croft yeah <laughs> basically yeah if they just made ellie lara croft wearing like skin tight fucking tank tops it'd be like okay guys come on but they've done a good job of just making her seem like a real person who just got older you know which is nice yeah um I, and the gameplay is what really stood out for me that little section that we saw to be honest i could do without it I don't want to see anything about the story and I get they're, they're trying to show us some of the story without it affecting Looking the actual story tech. or letting us know what's going to happen in the game. Yeah. I would have been happier if they just didn't show us anything. Right. Um, if we just got to see some gameplay. Yeah, it's, I, I would have happily just watched gameplay as well. It was nice to, to see a cutscene that basically confirms that Joel's still around well, and he wasn't I, just a ghost. It doesn't really, though, because, yeah, he's going to be there in the game and he's going to be alive. But do we think he's going to last very long? Oof, I, don't, I don't know about that. But the fact that he, we we know that he's he's not just like a figment of her imagination is quite nice. Yeah, but, but is it nice? What was the line that he said? I don't know. Like, I would rather put in the disc for the mm. first time and that's when I learn all this stuff. Yeah. We don't have to get these sorts of teases. We're going to buy the game. Show us the gameplay. Leave everything for the story out. That's my opinion on it. Um I mean, it's my fault for watching. I'm not complaining that I got it spoiled, but it, you have to think about why did they want to show us that? I can't really think of any answers. Yeah. Um, and it's the, the same with the whole conference, or most of it. Um, there were some things at E3, like Dreams, which is the new Media Molecule game. Yeah, They've been developed... It was announced when the PS4 was coming out. Hmm. Um and we got to see them making some model out of clay, it looked like, way back then. Well, it's yeah. actually at this E3, and they've got actual mini-games that people have made on show. Because so, mm-hmm. basically what Dreams sounds like now, listening to a few developer interviews, is basically a, a game engine that yeah, people can make can stuff. Use. Now, yeah. you could either go in and make a game, which is the equivalent of a Little Big Planet level, but it's a proper game, Mm-hmm. Or you could focus on just making music or just making characters that people can use in their games yeah. um, or just making art. And then you can collaborate with other people through uploading this stuff to the cloud. That sounds awesome. 
Um, yeah. And it's probably going to overcome that for the Little Big Planet had where so many levels were the same. Hmm. The, there wasn't really much of a draw to just go on and play other people's levels. Yeah. It got to a point where, you know, everyone was doing the same stuff. Definitely. There's been such a 180 as well from from the coverage of that game, which is so nice because for so long people were like, oh, I haven't seen that for a while, but it's having some issues. And yeah. then this year they've started to show it to people and everyone's been like, holy shit, this is actually completely mind-blowing. This yeah. is really impressive stuff. And it is. And that's why it's so mind-boggling to me that there's Sony planning their conference. They open with a game everyone's already excited for. Um, there's not really any, well, there isn't any sort of surprises in the conference. And we don't even get to see the stuff that they've brought themselves, like Dreams. Mm -hmm. It was just really weird because they, it's so strange. They always said from the start that they were going to be, they were going to be doing a conference for their big four, which is fair enough. But the rest of their stuff was sort of hidden away in their live stream schedule. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of awesome because it's never been like that before where they they haven't really or they have done in the past but nowhere near as intently as they did this year where kind of you'd see dreams on stage at their two-hour e3 press conference for like maybe five minutes and then that'd be it but instead we got like a like a 20 25 minute actual sit down with the developers chatting with them openly and like no pressure environment and just them showing off the game which is honestly probably the preferred way to experience it but it's just so strange because not everyone can sit there during the day and watch this live stream all day well, yeah waiting for their game I mean, to come on how's that gonna affect some of these games sales marketability yeah because people aren't gonna see people it we don't know about it yeah and that i know they can come back and watch it later but you're right like if it's not actually at the conference that everyone people watching, might miss it no one's gonna even know it exists and one of those games uh, we'll talk about in a minute concrete genie I just happened yeah, to be watching it brilliant. on the live show and it looks amazing. That's another one that should have been in the conference. But coming back to Dreams, <laughs> the conference itself actually had little some kind of like music interludes, not the live action ones. They were made in Dreams. Yeah. Now, I only know that because other people have been reporting that. Nothing in the conference said these little sections in between the big four games have been made mm -hmm. in one of our upcoming video games. No one said that. Yeah. So no one knows. If they were going to do that, they should have... Maybe they should have actually had one of the... Maybe they should have had Yoshida from Japan, basically, as a model in Dreams. Yeah. Maybe he should have opened the conference. And then they could have had little musical interludes. Maybe they could have actually remade sections of different demos in Dreams. Yeah. So, like, before The Last of Us starts you see Ellie and Joel in dreams. Mm -hmm. um, it's another weird thing though, isn't it? That, that they've sort of moved away from embracing the, the corporate bosses. Like yeah. There was, there was, we haven't seen Shuhei Yoshida for ages. Yeah. Apart from on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I haven't followed him on Twitter. He doesn't tweet much anymore yeah. either. It's so strange. But then he, but then they could have at the end of that, even if they weren't going to use the corporate kind of heads, if they did just use make more of the fact that Dreams was was there, then at the end they could have had the payoff. Oh, by the way, every all these little animations you've seen were actually made in Dreams, and here's how it works. And they can then could have showed us. Yeah, definitely I, could have done. It just felt so thrown together last minute. I I'm hoping that we're gonna get something you know far more announcements and 
because it does feel like they're slowly transitioning away from being at E3, kind of like Nintendo. Nintendo, yeah. Where eventually they will just get that stream of like the four games, and then that'll kind of be it. And PSX will be our go-to every year. Which PSX is great, but I want it all. You know, I want PSX and I want E3. Why can't we have both? Yeah, and it's because they they don't want the competition, isn't it? They don't want to be vying with Microsoft, Nintendo, EA. Bethesda all to get the same media attention yeah and I can understand that but at the same time you can't just abandon it they need to embrace the fact that the whole of the world's gamers are watching LA for E3 and they need to make the most of that because there's not going to be another conference yeah PlayStation experience or whatever they call it that's not going to have Xbox fans watching it I, I'm not going to watch a Microsoft experience, but I watch their E3 conference. And that's yeah. why it's quite important to have these big games at E3. I think it's a mistake. Hmm. Um, but yeah, what did you think of Microsoft conference since we're talking about it? Well, it's it was definitely the, the far more traditional conference. And they, they did the thing they do every time, which is world exclusive. Oh, I hate Timed that. exclusive. I hate, I hate that. that too. And also... All of their exclusives looked kind of shit. Like Crackdown looks like a a, a dreadful version of of a Saints Row game. Um, they had the Gears of War thing, didn't they? Gears of War, yeah, but I, I don't. You know, that's that's yeah, a series I'm just not invested in. Like, it's not for me. And fair enough to those who do like it. Halo as well. Like, fair enough if you like Halo, that's cool. Yeah, um, but, but there was nothing there that jumped out at me. But in terms of a traditional E3 press conference, I think that's what a lot of people were hoping Sony would do, and they didn't. Um, and there were lots of interesting tidbits of that, like the Fallout 76 trailer and among other things. Well, yeah, that's the thing is even although the exclusives didn't wouldn't win me over to buy an Xbox, their conference was really strong in just the amount of games they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it seems like they're, they're thinking the same way Sony was last generation of we need to get more exclusives, we need to be getting more studios that are just making games for us. Yes. It was like a statement of intent. Theory, which is yeah. a big one. Statement of intent from Microsoft, and um, they were kind of. It was a conference that's looking to the future more, whereas Sony's conference was most of those games are going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Um, and it's probably just a, an indicator of where the two companies are at at the moment. Um, Sony doesn't need to be building hype for three years in advance. And yet it's being arrogant. Yeah. Again, it's yeah. starting to get arrogant again. Yeah, it's always the with same, the whole the Fortnite same thing recently. Yeah. Have you been seeing that? Yeah, that's a lot of nonsense. This idea that once you've linked your Epic Games account to the PS4, you then can't use that character on any other um, system, even mm. though the Epic Games account isn't owned by Sony. You apparently. Yeah, they just lock it in. You, yeah, they lock it in. That's just dumb, and it's going to cost Sony yeah. because people that have a Nintendo Switch as a portable device, they're going to have their own Nintendo Fortnite character, which they then can't use on Sony. That's going to be a major sticking point for some people. Yeah. Um, whereas if you are an Xbox player, you can have your portable Fortnite on the Switch and it almost becomes like your Switch is a portable Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just stupid that they've done that. It doesn't. They don't, they don't stand to gain anything from it. No, it just makes them look bad. Yeah, it's it's really short sighted. It's a bit of a shame, really. Um, so 
Yeah, what did you think of Bethesda's? I thought that was honestly, for me personally, best one of the show. better conferences. Yeah, I think it yeah. was the best conference there. Um, Fallout 76, I'm really excited for. Yeah, I was in two minds about it They've, because I'm I'm sort of I I love the idea cuz basically it boils down to if you want to play if you want to play fucking Fallout in co-op then you can. There's that um what's that guy who used to be at games Danny O'Dwyer, you know him. Right? Yeah. You've met him before. Yeah. He his new um crowdfunded game documentaries. No clip. No clip. Yeah, did one for Fallout 76 and they've like been in the studio and chatted with everyone and this was before like the E3 conference even happened. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's been released in the wake of that. And that is that is really fascinating and interesting to talk to them about because they basically, Bethesda got a new studio, put a new studio together filled with people who used to work on MMOs and online stuff. <clears throat> and they tasked them with retrofitting Fallout 4's engine with, to, to support multiplayer, which was like basically a total rework of the engine. But they managed to do it which is just so impressive. Especially with a Bethesda um, engine. I mean, they barely oh work God, at the best yeah. of times. Awful. <laughs> Fucking awful. I still am not convinced it's going to work particularly well, but we'll see. Well, I hope so, but I just really... They've not done much to allay fears of griefing and people just fucking up well, your bases over and over again. I've heard they have. Because there's things like... Well, they, um, they said they have things in place, but they haven't said what. Yeah, so I mean, it depends. So there's these nukes that the, that you can launch if you find the codes in, in that map. And yeah. one thing that allays my fears a little is that there's only going to be, let's say, 12 people playing in that one map. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be an MMO in the traditional sense. Yeah. So I like that. And next, once you've launched that nuke and you choose where it's going to land, and first of all, is it going to be clear that there's an enemy base right there? That, like, mm-hmm. can you just choose to aim it at someone's base? Yeah, is it going to be on the map or something? Because when they've said that it's going to be a benefit for players, what I heard in a developer interview is that they didn't mention blowing up other people's bases. They just said that the area you aim it at then becomes an area where high-level monsters spawn and rare and loot. loot spawns. Yeah. So it was more just aim it at a random bit of wasteland and it's going to be... Everyone's going to be going there. And then there's the fact that the base you build, you can pop out anywhere. It, like, gets stored in this infinite bottomless box. Right. So that means you can... how do they know, like, what the confines of... where, Where the base ends? Like, if you just build a random thing, like, 10 feet from it, is that still counted as part of the base? Well, yeah, that... The thing I didn't like about the sound of that is you can't then build your base around an object in the map. Right. Because when you move, that object's not there. Exactly. I've also heard them say that when you build your base somewhere, if you then load into a map where that space is free, your base will be there. But it's like, well, what if it isn't? Like, what are you going to do? Well, I guess if it isn't, that's where it just automatically goes into your little box and you'll have to go somewhere else and pop it out. It's just so, like, I, we, need, we need more info. We need to see it. But I think you know? the nice thing about knowing that it's got this little workshop that you carry around with you and you can just you can just unload your, your base, is that means that probably if you do get nuked, maybe you just get kicked out the server, then you join a different server and you've still got your base in its workshop. Yeah. Because what I, I wouldn't want to have happen is you just die, lose all your building, and you're fucked over. I realise it's risk-reward, but I, would, I do kind of like the idea of just 
just being being able to join like just a chill server with no PvP. Yeah. You know, just one that's just like, hey, there's other players here, but no one's fucking each other over. They're just existing in this world. Yeah. Um, and I also quite like the idea of just being, if it has to always be online, just being in a server where I know everyone who's in it. Where it's like, oh, there's that guy again. How you doing with your base, man? Okay, cool. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But you're going to be with strangers every single time, which is really weird. Like, there's not really a game that exists like that, where it's online, but it's a world that you can actually change and mold. But then it's there's going to be different people in it every time. It's just strange. Like, it's an interesting idea, but I can't quite wrap my head around it. And I, I really do want it to work. Yeah, I mean, I, they'd describe it as an RPG online. Mm. Is anyone yeah. going to play it like an RPG, or will they just play it like an online shooter? That's the big question. Yeah, I, I hope. Like, it sounds, it's sort of like Borderlands in a way, but with more players. Uh, but you can actually, you know, properly build on and, and affect your environment. I don't know, it's, it's interesting, but I just, I have so many questions, so many. Even though they, they went into the conference saying, we know you've got questions, so let's answer them. And then they said, you can play this on your own if you want. And then later said, but you have to be online. And there will be other people all the time. I don't yeah. know, man. It's, it's exciting, but I want to I wanna know more. Yeah. I, I'm not that worried about it. I, I think they're going to pull it off. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know why I'm confident. I just am. <laughs> I'm sure they will. They've got enough money. <laughs> That's for yeah. damn sure. And, you know, people are saying, oh, it's a step away from what Bethesda's good at, these online stories, uh, sorry, these single-player stories that are really compelling. And I just think, mm. have you fucking played a Bethesda game? The stories are always wank. Yeah, they're always, they really are. They're always predictable. They're always pretty badly written. Um, it's not like this is a step away from the early Fallout games. This is a step away from the likes of fallout 3 and, and skyrim and fallout 4 that yeah they're good games and they're good rpgs mm -hmm. but they're they're not good for their storylines really the only time they've had a good storyline was new vegas and that wasn't even developed by, them. by bethesda no so <laughs> and, and it's also they're still going to be doing those games on the side mm -hmm. um, not on the side but they're going to be doing these games in different teams they'll be doing those full single player games right yeah they will still exist and we've had confirmation that Elder Scrolls 6 is happening, which is very exciting. Yes. And Starfield, from especially from that no-clip documentary, where it's briefly mentioned in that, um, they say that the vast majority of the studios that have been helping out with getting Fallout 76 off the ground will, will go into full production on Starfield. And Starfield is something that they've been wanting to make for ages. And apparently they registered the trademark all the way back in 2013. So it sounds like Starfield, especially with Bethesda money, is going to be something that's really quite special. What is so that? That's I've not heard of that. Well, they announced it towards the end of their conference. They just showed a logo. He just said, this is something that I've been wanting to make for ages. Oh, so they don't actually know what it is. Just that... Well, they haven't told us what it is. They know what it is. But the way that everyone, of all the coverage I've seen so far, the way that everyone's been talking about it, those that are in the know the way they've been describing it, it sounds like it's going to be something that's really big. Like, maybe what we wanted No Man's Sky to be kind of big. So, mm. it's exciting. Yeah. I hope it's not another No Man's Sky. <laughs> God, if it is, but with Bethesda money, it might still be good. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. So let's not talk about the other conferences too much because there's not EA much point. EA can fuck off. Square Enix can fuck off. EA was a joke. Um, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. 20, 20, yeah, 2077. Yeah. That looks good. Yeah, the trailer was great. I mean, it's running. They've got gameplay. They've been showing it to people, but they just didn't show it to us, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, it could be one of those where they don't know how much is going to change. Maybe. Um, Maybe. So that trailer was wonderful, though. It sounds like it's going to be a smaller map than The Witcher, but far more dense. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, so am I. In fact, if anything, it's better, because I don't really like galloping around for minutes Fucking on end. Roach. And calling Roach over was just disastrous anyway because yeah. it just run in all kinds of directions yep uh frustrating so should we do our top five games that we're looking forward to yeah why not go on then what's your list okay so you want me to go first you want me just to do it yeah just do all, all your five start start at five finish okay um okay Let's have a look. So probably number five for me is uh, Wolfenstein New Blood. Wow. Which we didn't even get a trailer for, but we just got confirmation it was happening. So this is a sequel to Wolfenstein the uh, 2, mm. um, set in the 80s, and continues the story of BJ Blazkowicz, but this time it's a co-op shooter where you play as his twin daughters, which I think just sounds like ridiculous fun and i think that would be great how do you play as both of them well you don't play as both of them but it's a co-op shooter so one of you plays oh co-op sorry i missed that the other (laughs) places the other but yeah they look like sort of martial artists and i think it'll be just violent ridiculous mayhem so i'm on board with that uh my number four is uh ghosts of tsushima that gameplay looks wicked um, kind of, it's amazing that that the new From Software game and Neo Two were all at the same conference. It was a, uh, not the same conference, the same E three. It felt really weird. It felt like I was getting confused of what game I was looking at. Um, but yeah, yeah. Ghosts of um, Shishima. So, yeah, Shushi. Yeah, Shishima. I might have been saying it wrong. I'm not sure. Um, either way, it's um, it's the most gorgeous game ever. I can't believe oh, it. Oh, the leaves falling during the fight at the end with the fire and stuff. Um, it made me Very think cool. this is what the end of MGS3, the fight against Big Boss, or sorry, the boss, that's what this would look like now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. If they were pushing the console to the limits as they were back then. And and to think that the studio that make, are making this game, they made um, Infamous which is a yeah. launch title. So that shows you how much they've been able to to push on from that because it looks night and day difference, doesn't it? It does. It looks amazing. Uh, I saw some photos actually of their new office space, Sucker Punch, and it looks amazing. <laughs> it's the coolest looking office I've ever seen. It's a multi-million pound new build kind of thing. They've got cereal on tap, like literal taps <laughs> where you twist them and cereal comes out it's amazing looks really cool um i realize here that i've only got four uh which is a bit of a bastard because i'm trying to think of another one now to put in at number three uh did you like the look of uh concrete genie i did really like the look of concrete genie but the thing is i also really like the look of fallout 76 as well but i didn't put it on this list um, so there were games that I liked the look of. Uh, most of Ubisoft's stuff looked just 
so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, it just goes to show how much has changed, like in the last five years. I used to watch an Ubisoft conference with absolute glee, but now it's like the Division 2, um, Watch Dogs, The Crew 2, all these games that just seem lifeless uh, because they're just, they all have the Ubisoft kiss of death on them for me, where they all feel like they're exactly the same game. What do you think about Anthem? Because to me that looks not like a Ubisoft game, but it looks more like a, I guess, the Division, that's Ubisoft, isn't it? It looks like the Division, it looks like Destiny... It just looks wank. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about Anthem at all. That I mean, it's worth also bearing in mind that the Bioware that's making that is not the Bioware that made Mass Effect. Like, those guys have all gone. Yeah. This is very much EA's Bioware now. and Like, there, there's no one left over from that original team. I don't get excited about developers anymore. It's far mm. better to get excited from about Naughty Dog. people at developers. So, for example, yeah, no, you're, Naughty you're Dog right. has Neil Druckmann from mm-hmm. software. Whenever Miyazaki touches something, it's gold. Yes. But there's not a single studio that's... Corey Barlog as well. Yeah, there's no studio that's incapable of fucking things up. And even then... You're right. Kojima might prove me wrong, but... What the fuck is that? Death Stranding, Jesus Christ. I've never seen people get so excited for such a fucking shit trailer. What the fuck is going on? I I know that's the point, but like, that guy's taking the piss. Someone needs to put him under their thumb because he will run mad until he dies look keeping people curious about something does not equal a sign of quality or good storytelling Mm. it's just that it's just not telling someone the answer Mm. it doesn't mean anything and then to show us gameplay that is literally just you are too overburdened to run the game (laughs) all of the fucking backpacks in the world um that takes walking simulator to a new level and i'm hoping the gameplay isn't just that but don't praise him for oh look at kojima making us think it's just a walking simulator how genius it's not genius he's making it up as he goes along yeah. it's complete it's the wildest bullshit i've ever seen it's insane and, it's and mad. you know this sounds like a little thing but it pisses me off to no end and i know it's because i'm a kojima hater and i hope this game turns out to be brilliant it didn't used to be though that's the no, sad I know. thing i hope he this game's brilliant I hope he proves me wrong. But this little thing that I'm going to say is so emblematic of what is wrong with him at the moment. Mm. He's the guy that took Mario um, and thought, you know, this platform can be a way of telling a cinematic storyline with cutscenes and camera angles and music um, Mm. and voiceover and It'll just be like a movie that you play. He's the guy that invented that. And now, even in his trailers, never mind in his actual games, he comes up with the the song name, the artist, the album, as if it's fucking MTV music videos. Hmm. So he's went from, let's make it as, as cinematic as possible to now, let's just chuck some fucking information up on the screen that's going to take you out of the story. Yeah. I mean, you criticised The Last of Us gameplay, uh, the story stuff earlier, because you didn't want to see it. But holy shit, like, anything that Naughty Dog makes looks infinitely more cinematic than, like, the weird shit that he's doing. Yeah. (laughs) He's sort of pushed beyond into this bizarre realm that some people think is art, but I just think is bullshit. I think it is. It's just such wanky nonsense. Yeah, it's like he, he feels like he has to iterate and make things mm. new again 
when really he should have probably rested on his laurels and said, I invented this. Now I'm going to focus on doing I'm it I'm going best. to be really good at this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like I said, I hope he proves me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be good. I, and there's that bit at the end where it comes up with this woman and it comes up with her name as if presenting and then the name of this actress and nobody, nobody knew who she was. Mm-hmm. So why make a big fucking deal out of it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll just shove Fallout 76 in there then. Why not? Because I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then number two, let's say The Last of Us 2. And number one, Spider-Man. Spider-Man looks fucking Spider-Man awesome. Spider-Man does look really good. And you can, if you go to PlayStation Access, they because they hosted that session of the live stream panel where some guys from Insomniac came in and played the game for a bit and just chatted all about, about it. Yeah. It's like 25 minutes long. Definitely worth watching because it's really interesting. They talk all about the fact that there's going to be tons of unlockable suits in the game. There's, um, I, w- I was watching that session actually, and you can see the Avengers Tower in the open world. So there's p- presumably going to be, I'd like to think, if not cameos, then certainly references to just as many heroes as there there are villains in the game. What is, there's loads of villains. What is the license that they've got? It's it's directly with Marvel. Oh, it's it's it must be part of this interesting thing that Sony have struck with Marvel, so they can use Spider Man in the Avengers. Yeah, um, so that's maybe it was like a a share because I know for the longest I think time, so. Spider Man, Sony had the deal before Marvel even was thinking about superhero films, right? And then in the contract, if they didn't make a Spider Man film every set amount of years the rights mm. would go back over to Marvel. Which is why they did The Amazing Spider-Man. Which is why they kept pumping out these shit Andrew films. Garfield. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, but it, the game is called Marvel's Spider-Man. And Marvel are definitely involved because when they were talking about some of the suit designs, he was uh, the guy on, this, on the panel was saying, uh, our character artist would like mock up some suit that he was getting a lot of tweets about and he'd send me a screenshot and I'd go, mm, okay. And then they'd, he, he said that he'd have to then send it on to Marvel for approval. And invariably, Marvel would always say yes. So it looks like it's a really open collaboration. And Insomniac seemed to be just so excited to be making it, which is just great news because that means we're going to get a really good game. Yeah. And all of the feedback from everyone who's played the demo, uh, they've all said it's just just brilliant. Like It, ju- it just looks great. Just looks like a fucking brilliant superhero game. There's one thing that um, has really pleased me. You know, in Batman games, uh, there's yeah. always that little thing appears above the head that means someone's about to hit, press the counter button. Yes, it's never really made sense. But, but with Spider-Man, with it being the Spidey sense, it makes sense. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, oh, it just looks just looks great like i'm really looking forward to unlocking some fucking costume from maybe like the animated series in the 90s the amazing spider-man or the spectacular spider-man i can't remember which one it was but that was awesome the one with like the did you used to watch it with like the crazy guitar riff intro no oh it was wicked it was about the same time as the x-men animated i hope they've got a costume which looks like the shitty costume he made in the first spider-man film (laughs) <laughs> with Tobey Maguire yeah the one go that's just web, like a, a red balaclava when he goes wrestling I hope they do yeah. that costume oh could they put Macho Man Randy Savage in the game as well <laughs> to be bone sore at the end of the trailer he looks up and says oh it's you 
And there's his macho man, Randy Savage. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think it actually is? Uh, apparently, again, you should, you guys should, if you're interested, should really go look up this video on PlayStation Access channel. Um, because they they asked them about that and they said, uh, oh yeah, it's, no, we're not going to tell you that's going to be a spoiler. But they did confirm it's a bad guy. Because I'm thinking like a, it's going to be Green Goblin. Right. I thought that as well. They, they said it's going to be the bad guy who's essentially the ringleader of all of these guys who have broken out of prison. The reason I thought, because I, I got that when I saw it, and one of the reasons I thought it was definitely the Goblin is because the suits they're all wearing, and I'm not big into Spider-Man, or comic books in general, but the suits all looked like something the Green Goblin technologically would wear. advanced. Yeah, so it looked like almost he'd he'd broken them out and then given them these these new yeah, suits. Yeah, well, that's what they said. The Shocker said during the 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 boss fight with the Shocker. Uh, he says, "Oh no, oh Electro." He says it with Electro, doesn't he? In that in that demo from the conference, so he says, "Where?" He said, "Do you like my new suit?" Oh yeah, yeah. Where'd you get yeah. it? And like oh, I got a bit of an upgrade or whatever. So it seems like something it, to me. It looked like the technology the Goblin would would dish out, unless they've invented some new uh, villain. But I doubt they have. Yeah, it sounds like they're pulling directly from the comics, and also it said uh, in this in this conference video, not conference in the live stream video. Uh, that um, Peter's best friend, uh, what's his name? <sighs> Who's the Green Goblin again? God, I'm totally blanking. Is it Harry Osborne? No, that's the son. Yeah, uh, I've forgotten. The, what's the dad called? Oh, the one played by Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Willem Dafoe Osborne. Uh, Harry, Harry and... His dad. Fuck! His dad father osborne you're right, God, goblin sorry. i've got to look it up uh green goblin peter i think no because it wouldn't paul peter patrick norman norman i norman. said it first you did say it first yeah great well done so norman osborne um he says that uh, peter's best friend harry osborne is out of town and will occasionally ask Harry, uh, will occasionally ask Peter, he doesn't know he's Spider-Man, will occasionally ask Peter to go and like check on stuff for him. So Norman Osborn is is presumably in the picture somewhere, maybe, but Harry Osborn is not the Green Goblin in this. It, it might be his dad. Well, Harry's usually the, the different Goblin. What colour is it? The There's the Hob Goblin Goblin as well. The, hob, the Knob Goblins? There's, There's the Green Goblin and the Knob Goblin. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, in the films, Harry <laughs> Harry took over, didn't he, as the Green Goblin afterwards? Yeah, uh, and then went and made loads of like stoner movies with Seth Rogen for a few years. Then the Disaster Artist, the Great Comeback. The yeah, that's it. He won an Oscar for that. Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, Spider Man, definitely Spider Man all the way. Very very exciting. Nice. Well, let's do my list. Okay, go on. But out of nowhere, it's a surprise. Cyber Square. Oh fuck! You <laughs> son of a bitch! Play the jingle. No. Now it's time for Simon Squares, and it's gonna be really shitty. Now it's time for Simon Squares, and it's gonna be really shitty, shitty. He's gonna ask stupid questions that are gonna be really, really crappy. I will. Let's get the fuck on with it. You're a piece of shit. So this quiz, thanks. So this quiz is a bit yeah. different than usual. Okay. Obviously, we've got five questions because there's five games yeah. in my list. Yeah. But how do you guess these games? How well, do I guess these games? I'm going to tell you a fake title which is made up of synonyms. Okay? Oh, God. So, for okay. example, here's an example one. Conclusive Dream 7 would be Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. 
um, Slip Away 76 would be Fall Out 76. Oh, for fuck's sake. So these are going to be difficult. Um, right. And you can play along at home. Are these games that were at E3? Yes, these are my top five games of E3. Okay, but delivered in stupid form. Simon's quiz. What the fuck do you okay. expect, Ben? All right, okay, I'm right. ready. I'm ready. I'm sorry. I'm ready. Question number one, which is my fifth favorite game. I'm looking forward to the most. Solid Spirit. Mm. Solid Spirit? Think of a material that's solid. Uh, metal? A close. More like a stone, though, that you can pour. <laughs> okay, that one's Concrete Genie. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> so you get zero points so far. Yeah, that's But surprising. yeah, Concrete Genie looked good. It was, um... It's that game, I don't... People probably don't even know what it is. It's a game mm. where you play as a kid that's getting bullied and his graffiti comes to life to defend him and open up new yes. parts of the map. It's a sandbox game. And as you get to draw and paint the stuff that you want, you unlock new... Uh, materials to paint with mm-hmm. and as you paint on these buildings it stays for the rest of the game so you go back to areas you've done before and suddenly they're so colourful and different and everyone's game's going to look different mm-hmm. I think it looks awesome yeah it does it looks really really cool next game is just quite simply yeah. manipulate manipulate and this game was at Sony's conference so there's not many it could be Oh, manipulate. Oh, is that that other weird game that they showed off very briefly that I didn't see, I uh, can't remember much about? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, What's it go? I give up. What is it? Control. Okay, right. So I watched this and was not that excited by it. Talk me through it. So I'm excited because it's the developer of the first Max Payne games. Oh, oh the original ones? Yeah, okay. on PS2. And I've even... I played that. I played Max Payne One on PS3 uh, not long ago. After playing it on PS2, I'm a big Ooh. fan of the Max Payne games One and Two. Right. Um, and Max Payne Three as well. Very different. But Rockstar, that was a great game from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, who knows what's happening? It's like some kind of FBI office, and you're this agent. There's something's happened where there's a virus or some kind of thing, and. Some people are suspended in the air. Other people have been sort of forced to fight you. Right. And you've got this special weapon that only you can use, a bit like Excalibur's sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the building's changing form, and it just looks weird, but it looks like, an, it looks like a really awesome sure. That's what it looks right. like, with an interesting okay. story. And to me, when I looked at it, it just reminded me of Max Payne. Not the storytelling right. techniques, but just the gameplay. Uh, See, I didn't know that it was made by the same people, because that, that does immediately a, yeah. make it more interesting. There's a pedigree behind it. And also, it's yeah. the first game that they've made for PlayStation since Max Payne. I think they went to then Alan Wake, and then... What was the game after Alan Wake that was also about time manipulation? Um, it's an Xbox exclusive. Oh, Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, quantum yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and we don't have Xboxes, so we don't. I don't really know how those games were received or how well they did. 
But yeah. for me, to have this developer back on PlayStation and making a game that just looks like fun and interesting, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, it's one of those that's weird, though. Why did this game get a trailer at the conference and things like Dreams didn't? Concrete Genie didn't? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. It is. So my third question and yes. third most favourite game. This okay. one is a difficult one. This is really difficult. Oh, God. Okay. Shade passes away doubly. Shadows die twice. Thank you. you thank you. 105 points for that. Whoa, that's the most amount of points I've ever gotten. Yes, so that means you are 105 points up. Shit. Two questions wow. left. Okay, Shadows Die Twice. This is not a Souls game, is it? I don't know. Oh, it's not a Souls game. It's made by the same people. I don't know what it's going to play like. I don't know if it's going to be as difficult as Souls. I don't know if it's going to be anything in the same vein. It has no multiplayer. Does it not? Apparently. Um... And it comes back to what I was saying earlier, where developers can make mistakes. Just because they're good at making Souls games doesn't mean they're going to make a good action RPG story game, whatever this is. Mm. But hopefully they do. Um, there's not much more you can say about it. I, I'm interested to know whether... Do you know this, the Sony conference where they had the, the bone-looking torture device? Yeah, it was teasing a From Software game. I think it was uh, the Game Awards, right? That was that. Yeah, is this what that was teasing? Yes, because it's his arm weird arm extension thing. Because that disappoints me. Yes, it disappointed me as well. <laughs> I was hoping for Bloodborne too. We all were. We all fucking were. Um, and I've only just learned in that moment there that... <laughs> oh, now how do you feel? I'm, I'm so sorry. We need to capture this moment. You always bring me how bad news, man. <laughs> yeah, it's his weird fucking arm that he got. That's what it is. It's because it's whatever the fuck. Shadows Die Twice is the name of the game. Yeah. Uh, it's bullshit, isn't it? And I want this. I want the one that I like. But then I I hope it's good and I hope it captures some of what Souls games were good at. The yeah. exploration, the loot collecting. Because I think I think the Souls games do loot better than any other game. Right. Just because the you don't sound convinced. Just because the loot <laughs> is finite means they can focus on two what better. you actually get. Um unique items and you always are wondering what's going to be in the next chest around the corner oh guess what i can save you some worry it's a fucking bold hero's soul what's that underneath the dragon that kills you every time oh it's a bold hero's soul <laughs> every fucking time <laughs> everywhere you go the dlc is the worst for that yeah just bold hero souls it's everywhere because they want to give you items but they don't want to make them <laughs> oh god I really wish because that was one of the things and again we're going to get onto it but like that was one of the things I wish they'd introduced as an option uh, one of the one of the popular mods for PC is an uh, an item location randomizer so it totally changes up where every like the, the places where items are going to be are the same but the whatever the what that item usually is will be totally different that's I a think that's point. a really cool idea to, to just just make it more dynamic and even if and it was only for new game pluses yeah, no, just an option. Really like you can matter. turn it on if you want and play it through. Weird. It's, yeah. it's up to you. Uh, anyway, 
yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see what From do next. The trailer, if it look put it this way, if it wasn't a From software game, I wouldn't be that arsed about it. No, me neither. It looked like it could have been made by a lot of Japanese studios. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Next up. Yep. The second most exciting game of E3 for me. Mm-hmm. Calamity Everlasting. Calamity Everlasting. So, and that would be a good name for a game. Yeah. Um, time Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Um, it's a shooter and it's a sequel. Call of Duty and it was Black at Ops Bethesda's 4. conference. Oh, Doom Infinite. Doom Eternal, yeah. Oh, fuck, I still fucked it up. How many points did I lose? <laughs> uh, you lose 104 points. Oh, fuck, right back down. <laughs> so that is, yeah, that, I mean, Doom was one of my favourite games of this generation. It still mm. is. It's just everything that a shooter should, should be that we all thought we'd never get again. And more of that, please, with more demons, apparently. They said there's going to be more demons than ever. Eternal. Um, yeah. Where do you go Can after I... that? You kind of box yourself into a corner, don't you? With the, with the name Eternal. Like, what's the next game after that called? Doom 2, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Doom Eternal 2. Like, what the fuck are you going to do now? Um, and idiots. they said that part of this is going to take place on Earth. Oh. Yeah, because the whole That's not going to look pretty there, is on it? Mars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Ugh. My most excitable experience experience of interactivity of E3. Hmm. I'm trying to find a new way of saying that every time. Okay. <laughs> Poltergeist of Hiroshima. Oh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> That's your most exciting game you're looking forward to the most. I think so, yeah. Assassin's Creed and Batman, but set in Japan. It just looked brilliant. There was um, an interesting story set in a very interesting time period it looks yeah. to do it more justice because, like you said, it's weird that this was announced and shown at the same time as Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And Neo 2. Yeah, uh, but it looks like this game is doing that story and that bit of history more justice. Yeah, we've, we've said it a few times, haven't we, that if this was if this game was announced to be developed by a Japanese studio, it's and this isn't anything against Japanese studios, but it just feels like a game that a Japanese studio would make. And they're like a dime a dozen Japanese games set in Japan with, you know, samurai and stuff. But the fact that almost slightly xenophobically, the fact that it's made by a Western studio makes it that much more interesting. Uh, And they've done it really well, it looks like. I I also like the fact that, that you can play it with Japanese language options and subtitles if you like. Yeah. But equally, if you change it to the English version, they're Japanese, but they speak with a Japanese accent rather than just being American, you know, which doesn't make a lot of sense. No, Yeah, I mean, it, it just looks like um, it's going to be a good story. The gameplay looked really good. It looked like, in some ways, it looked more like a Souls game than that Sekiro Shadows Die Twice did. Yeah, I don't know how much HUD it's going to have in the final game, but the lack of HUD was really cool. Yeah, but the, just in terms of the fighting looked weighty. It looked like every strike you had on someone had an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, them on you. 
it looked like this could be a sort of game where it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, and yeah, telling that story in a way that maybe the Japanese developers are kind of guilty of assuming that the audience knows about it already. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's the same as Kojima. Japanese studios aren't that cinematic anymore. They're just not. Right. Uh, so maybe it takes a Western developer to, to tell it in a way that's cinematic. Yeah, without having like 15 minute long cutscenes. Yeah. Because Yakuza's cinematic as hell, but when it's not in a cutscene, it's not that cinematic. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. I don't know when it's coming out, but I think yeah. it's going to be great. And if I was I to agree. rank my excitedness for these kind of Japanese games are all coming out at once, or, um, it would be yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Then Shadows Die Twice and then Neo. Because I've not even right. finished Neo the, the first game yet. So Right. Um yeah. Honorable mention to The Last of Us Part Two, Dreams, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and Fallout seventy six. Yep. Absolutely. Sounds good. Well that was Simon's quiz. Yes, and you got one point. I got a po- I, a positive balance this time. You won the quiz this this oh week. Oh my god! I never thought this day would come. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What do I do now? What do I? Can I spend my point on something? You have. Is there a gift shop? There is. We have pink pencils with little fluffy things on the end. Yeah. And dung pie. And and how much are they? They're one point. They're one point, so I can buy you one. You can have a dung pie. I'll have a dung pie, please. Here you go. <laughs> Good. Let's talk about Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> always got those segues at hand. Oh, always. Always. Um, that's why we are professional radio establishment. Yes, and that's why we're here every single month. You know, every single month, <laughs> every other month. Dark Souls Remastered happened. We were all looking forward to it. Yeah. And... It certainly is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's one of those where you can't say that it's shit because it's Dark Souls. It's not a shit game. No. If I was to rank the game itself, it would be a 10, like it was when it came out. It's still a brilliant mm. game. Yep. It's still, for me, if not the best, one of the best Souls games they've ever made. It's... Mm-hmm. I mean, it is for me. If I was ranking them, it would probably be Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Dark Souls Three, Demon Souls, Dark Souls Two. It's still right, right up there. Yeah. But Dark Souls is brilliant. Yeah. If I was to rank the job they did with remastering it, <laughs> it would be a seven. I'm not going to put it oh. any lower because they could have changed things and fucked it up. The fact they changed literally nothing. Mm. There's some merit in that, <laughs> you know? At least they didn't right. fuck it. The fact that we can now play co-op a lot easier That's by using a, a positive, password, yeah. We can use passwords. Nice. We can co-op with more people. They fixed some of the covenants that never really worked. It looks a tiny bit nicer. A very, very tiny bit nicer. And the frame rate in Blighttown's fixed. Yeah, they fixed that. Well, I mean, Blighttown's is it fixed so or is it just that the system can handle it now? Right, yeah. It's entirely possible that that's the case. Uh, so, uh, but let's talk about what's bad about it. 
Yeah, uh, PvP. Fuck off. The PvP is so broken, and they've had years to figure out what is unbalanced, and they mm-hmm. haven't fixed it. Nope. And because they've changed nothing, this was in. I think this. There's a great video called why Dark Souls Remastered is insulting, where it isn't just a guy like just complaining and bitching and moaning for like 25 minutes. He is like giving sort of his balanced thoughts on it with video evidence. And 90% of it is about the PvP. Yeah. And one excellent point that he makes is the fact that because they've changed so little and they haven't even like muddled up where the items are or anything like that, people know exactly what to do to essentially make a pvp build that's perfect for griefing yeah so they know like you'll come you'll be invaded by a guy with with a health bar that's the size of your fingernail but he'll do twelve thousand damage and kill you in one hit you'll face people who can chain backstab you from like 20 feet away well it just it's just bullshit it just makes it it's just not fun at all some of it is some of its glitches that were in dark souls the original mm-hmm. and they haven't got rid of them for remastered Things yeah. like there's there's things you can do to cancel um, button inputs. So, you know, if you keep pressing R1 and, and stuff, you'll get locked out. You'll get stuck in an animation. Um, yeah. Even if you're doing a gesture, you can't cancel out of it. There's I don't know how, but there's ways to get out of it by opening your menu or something. Um, yeah. I think that still works. And you can still do that stupid thing where you can you can backstab someone the minute they get up if you if you parry them or something from behind before they get up, there's all kinds of weird little things that they didn't fix. Never mind the yeah. fact that, like you say, the items and some of the combinations that they knew from the first game, the first time it came out, are just too good. They're too overpowered. They're still in it. So, yeah. And the DLC stuff they added a long time ago when it first came out, the dark magic. Uh, when that mm. first came out, people went back to Souls. Most people like me... We love the game, but don't really like the PvP, so didn't didn't play it longer than I had to. So right. went back to do the DLC, played about with some of the dark stuff, and it was good in PvE. Hmm. But that stuff in PvP, there's this one spell that shoots out in like seven directions. There's no cast time at all. You just press the button, it comes out, and it kills you in one hit. Yeah, It's a one-hit kill spell. I've seen so many people using it as well. Um, I'm wearing like just in their pants or whatever yeah. because that's the way because they wanted to get to it as soon as possible and they've just run all yeah. the way there. So they get the homing dark soul mass, whatever that's called. They cast mm. that so you can't go near them or when they come near you, you have to roll to dodge it. And because you've just rolled, the minute you stop rolling, that's when they cast this spell that kills you in one hit. Yeah. Um, there's other things called the the heavy daddy or something which is some kind of heavy armor combination with a certain sword and and using the dad mask you get from Mm. uh pinwheel pinwheel um and something about that means that you can never break their poise and they just kill you um there's there's such bullshit and never mind the fact that the backstabs in dark souls were always too easy to get they fixed that for Mm. dark souls 2 and dark souls 3 um they could have just implemented that fix into Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah, they could have done easily. And it's, again, it's, I don't want, I don't want an easy mode because I love the game. The only problems I have with Dark Souls is PvP. And it's so annoying because especially in this one, 
it's it's never wanted like you don't want that you just want to be getting on with the game and you get invaded this guy comes in basically cheats to kill you and just totally fucks you up and there was also that glitch as well with the uh, uh where something like if you you the ability to or the sort of the level of people that you invade is based on how good and slash upgraded your weapon is. And if you don't have that weapon equipped, you can basically fool the game into letting you invade someone who's a really low level. And then you just have to equip the weapon and you're OP again. Is that true? Jesus. Yeah, so that that's something people have been doing as well. <laughs> and what they'll do is they've come in, they'll hunt you down, they'll absolutely destroy you, and then they'll just fucking like they'll basically do the Dark Souls equivalent of teabagging where they'll mock you and like take the piss and it's like oh well done you came in here and you kicked my ass and I didn't even invite you and now you're celebrating that's a that's a big victory for you is it and what the game like, I just, think I don't know I don't get these people yeah, like, what either. are they what doing what do they get out of it well what I think the game should have and this would fix it because I've had the Dragon Covenant where they put down a sign and you, you summon them in and you have a duel yeah I've had some fights with those people that um are quite good where they clearly are using a PVE character. They're just trying this covenant out and yeah. it's a good fight. And you know, they don't Estus if I don't Estus. And at the end there's a, a bow and that's it, you know? Yeah. Now that's so opposite to what we're talking about now with people that have these PVP builds who will attack you while you're gesturing to say like to bow at them. Yeah. Before you fight, they'll come and attack you mid-gesture. They just run straight at There's you. There's no honour in this anymore. And what they should have, because they've got the indictment thing, you can indict people and then the blue people go and invade them. What would be a much better system is every single time you have a PvP encounter, it remembers if you won or lost. Mm-hmm. And it remembers how good that other person was based on how many wins they've got. And basically you end up with a ranking ladder so that you can only encounter with people who are near you. Right, so these, sort of like an invisible online PvP level. Yeah, so these that you, people that, that get. get so many wins, they fight against other people that get tons of wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like us that are just playing it for PvE, we're more inclined to only be encountering other people that are only doing PvE. Yeah, and just trialling out yeah. invasion things etc yeah that's that's a really good idea because it's just so because i don't i don't want them to have to put in an option that disables pvp because that's such a huge part of the game but equally there's no accounting for these people who are only playing pvp to cheat yeah and it's like so this this guy didn't didn't actually cheat but i was trying before this game came out a good few months ago now um, my girlfriend and I started up Dark Souls 3 and I've obviously I've got the platinum in that but she'd never played it before yeah. uh, I think she'd watched a playthrough of it and we started it we got to the first area where you could co-op I summoned her in and we were invaded by someone in armor from like right near the end of the game who absolutely crushed us and this happened three times and then we gave up because it's it's reached a point now in the game where the only people who are playing are people who want to fuck over new players to the extent where there's going to be no one left to actually play this game because it's just so it it just it <clears throat> does just ruin the game like you shouldn't be able to be invaded by someone who's finished the game or beaten that many On bosses level 1 no you shouldn't exactly you should at least be allowed to finish the first fucking level like there's got to be a better system in place as you said 
to matchmake with PvP because it it stopped us from playing this game. And my girlfriend's a big Soulsborne fan anyway. It was especially Bloodborne. And Dark Souls 3 is the fastest of the Dark Souls games in terms of like character movement speed and stuff. So it is closest to Bloodborne in that sense. And there's a good chance that she's actually just well and truly been put off ever playing this game because we had such a shitty time with it. Yeah. I mean, the only... It shouldn't happen. To get around it, you probably have to play that that whole level on your own and then co-op the next one. Because that one level in the castle there, that is, for some reason, well, I mean, it's obvious why. People just want an easy win. But for some reason, yeah. From Software let you invade there mm-hmm. when they probably shouldn't. Yeah, it's really fucked. Um, but all these complaints pale in comparison to what PC gamers have had to put up with. <laughs> have you heard about this? I've heard some of it, yeah. I think most of the the vast majority of the why Dark Souls Remastered is insulting video is is around PC issues. Um, it makes me think so much less of From Software. It is shameful mm-hmm. what they've done. Um, and I'm not even a PC gamer. It doesn't affect me, but it is such a money-grab, cunty thing to do. What's happened is, when Dark Souls originally came out on PC, it came out a year after it came out on console. So they waited a long time for it. And what they got was a terrible port with the frame rate locked for no reason. If you're a PC gamer, locking the frame rate is... is, It's it's just never done. Why would you do that? Why would you make someone with a better PC have to play at 30 frames a second? There's no need to do that. So that's one thing they did when it first came out. Um, it looked terrible, the graphics. I think it might have even been like 720p or something stupid. But it, it was just crap. The frame rate was awful. It just didn't run right. It was a terrible port. Mm-hmm. And over the years, people have persevered. Patches have come out. Um, whole new texture packs have come out. It was The frame rate was unlocked the day it came out by modders. Yeah. Um, over the years, this game's been fixed to a point where it's good. Hmm. Um, no one ever got their money back after paying for that game. Hmm. No one ever. There was never an apology. There was never a, here's the game that you should have got, but we gave you a shitty port. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this is where the remaster comes in. They released this yes. remaster um, on, on the Steam store, and the, the same day, they take away the Dark Souls that everyone had. They take it off the Steam store. They basically replace it with this remaster. But if you bought the original, you still have to rebuy this game. So, what does this remaster offer to a PC gamer? It looks worse. If, I mean, it looks worse than the version they had patched and modded. Yeah. Um, all they're getting, really, is the game they should have got all those years ago because the frame rate is not locked. Right, with the DLC thrown in. Yeah, except they now have to buy it again. And they yes. don't have any of the mods that they had. I think they did get it at a reduced price. I think, yeah, 20 quid, anything but still, at all. I mean, yeah. they should have got it free because it's the game that should have come out years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just shouldn't have released it because it's not a remaster. That's what it comes down to. They did not remaster this game. They re-released okay. it. And you don't need to re-release it on a console it's already on. And PC, if you look at it as a console... It's the same console that was out back then. Mm-hmm. It's fair enough you can play it on now on PS4 when you couldn't play it um, last year 
that's fine. Yeah. But it doesn't offer anything to PC gamers. It's a cash grab. It it's is. Like pure and simple it's a shameful. cash grab. It's, it's really bad. Um, but yeah, let's, yeah, enough rant about that. Yeah, but on the whole, like I've I've really enjoyed playing through it again. Same. It's a shame about the occasional bullshit invaders, but I've I've really enjoyed playing it through again. I, I had that mm. time at Ben's where I just we just sat there and played through practically the whole game, just yeah. doing all of it, and it was yeah, it's just it's just great because I haven't really played it since that first time. Um, but what I got the thing is I pre-ordered Dark Souls because I played a little bit of Demon Souls and I sort of. I liked the idea of it, but didn't. I wasn't very good, and I didn't really get into it. Then I pre-ordered Dark Souls, got my ass kicked again and again and again, and sort of just sort of put it on the shelf for a while. And then you dragged myself and Andy, the producer, all the way through it, kicking and screaming. <laughs> and then we were like, oh shit, actually, this game is fucking amazing. I love this. Mm-hmm. And I still remember then that I was really, really bad at it. Like, going back and playing playing that game now i'm so much better that better at it now having played all the other games in the series but i haven't played it since like 2000 and what 12 13 mm-hmm. is the last time i played it slash the only time i played it to to all the way through um and it's just it was just really nice to revisit and replay the whole thing but it's just such a shame that they've done almost nothing to it yeah um, I've loved playing it. For me, this is yeah. this is the Souls game I've put the most amount of time to, into. Um, and going back to it, just everything's where I remember. I can I can run through levels without fighting an enemy if I want to. Yeah. It's just everything is... If I went back and played Dark Souls 2, which I have done recently, I still have no fucking clue where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Um, there's something about this game that just clicked with me. And playing it again is is great. Um, yeah. I'm playing it as a paramancer this time around. It is uh-huh. so overpowered; it's unbelievable. <laughs> it is. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, but I've got the 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 plus fifteen demon great axe mm. that has the um, I think the Taurus demon uses it as a weapon, <laughs> and it's got S rank strength scaling. So I'm I'm able to just do ridiculous damage now, and it's just so so fun. It's just so fun to play. Yeah. Uh, what else have I been playing? I played a bit of H1Z1 Battle Royale that came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like hot hot garbage, honestly. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the most grey-looking game you'll ever see. And oh, no. This kind of shows you how good it was to see Fortnite come out and be colourful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then H1Z1 releases on PS4. And it, it looks like something from 2010. Um, but... The game itself's okay. It's going to be continue to be overshadowed by Fortnite, and then PUBG will come out, and H1Z1 will basically die a death. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. But this right. thing happened that I can't believe. I've only played it like three or four times, but one time I played it, I got to the last two people, including me. The circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. And somehow I'm alive. I've got like four kills. I don't know how it's happened because I'm shit at it. Mm. And I'm stuck behind this wall. And then I realise that on top of that wall is another part of the map. It's higher than me. It's about it's about 15 feet up there. And right. I can see the trees up there. There's a bit of land. And, and it's, that wall completely cuts the, the very small bit of circle that's left in half. So mm. I'm 
down on this one side and he's up there and he has the high ground up there this other guy that's yeah. alive but he didn't come out he stayed up there and the circle in H1Z1 once it gets to that smallest circle it doesn't get any smaller right so you just have to fight it out but he didn't fight it out so the timer ran down okay and he still didn't come out and fight and he must have been up there thinking I'm, I'm not going to do this I want to see what happens I'm terrible at the game I don't want to yeah. I don't want to lose maybe he had no health left so he didn't want to fight it right well it took about 10 minutes or something before the game decided let's just end this yeah I got second place you got second place no, I couldn't get up there the stairs were too far out of the circle that if I'd ran out there I would have died right I couldn't jump high enough to get up there I was shooting, I was like doing everything I could to try and make him come out and shoot me. Fucking hell. And he didn't, he just stayed up there and barely moved. I could hear him shuffle every now and again. I got second place. And then I deleted the game. Deleted <laughs> it. Maybe he got second place as well, because it's oh, sort no, of like, well, neither of you won. I, I guarantee you will have got second place again. But have they really not thought that through? It happened to be on like yeah. my fifth attempt at the game. It must happen... In other situations, maybe if someone's inside a house and someone's outside and the circle doesn't include a door, then it would happen right. again. Um, it Ridiculous. It seems That's pretty so badly stupid. designed, yeah. That is dumb. In Fortnite, what happens if, is um, the circle eventually disappears and you're both mm. losing health. So whoever has the most amount of health wins the game is what would happen yeah. and if you can't find right, them right. or you can't see them. Yeah. Uh, that was dumb. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it sounds like it's just a slightly worse version of PUBG, which in and of itself is a slightly worse version of Fortnite. Uh, I mean, people argue that, but whether whether PUBG is worse than Fortnite, they're different. That's what's nice about it. But yeah, H1Z1 is just a worse version of PUBG. There's nothing different. Right. Uh, one thing quickly I didn't mention during the E3 thing is um, I watched one of the... Uh, another one of the PlayStation live streams, just sort of, you know, that's just now available as a YouTube video. Yeah. And it was for the Resident Evil 2 remake. Looks good. Holy shit, it looks great. Like, I'm never going to play it in a million years, but it's <laughs> the kind of game I'd love to watch someone play because they've they've remade it in the Resi 7 engine. What was the... So it looks amazing. What was the Resident Evil game that you played on our YouTube channel? Uh, that was the remake of Resident Evil 1, which was a, a re sort of a reskin it was a remaster of the remake that was released on gamecube <laughs> so there was a remake for resi one on gamecube uh, much the same as there was a remake of um mgs1 for gamecube okay uh, which was twin snakes i think they called i never it. played it but i always but, wanted to play it because it looked like mgs2 right but it was mgs1 yeah. so yeah I'd, I'd be quite interested in playing that as well um and then yeah, they they basically remastered that remake and released it on PS4, which is what that is. But this is a complete rebuild from the ground up. This is from the ground up. And in this stream, they were saying that they've added like things will be the same, but they've made little changes here and there. So they've added extra rooms in and, and like moved some items that people will know where they think they should be, but they're not there anymore. And they've, they've changed things up like the... The iconic bit in Resi 2, which of course I'm aware of, but I'm not intimately familiar with because fuck ever playing that game, <laughs> where the dogs jump through the window in the police station. Yeah. They played through that bit here and they went, oh, no dogs. 
we didn't want we didn't want to make it that obvious. That's good. So presumably the dogs are going to jump out at another point when you're not expecting it. So it just looks like they're doing it the right way, and it's not coming out until January. But like, holy shit, it's a game I am morbidly fascinated to watch someone play because I do not want to play it myself. That really raises a, a point. This really quite interesting. When you remake a game and remaster it from the ground up, is it more important to recapture the exact? location of things so the game is the same or is it more yeah. important to recapture the feelings you would have when playing that game even for someone that's played it in the past probably the latter i think it's definitely yeah. the latter because if you're if you're mainly the main reason you're doing it it's not necessarily for old fans it's for new people to to basically get into what is essentially an already made game like the yeah you're having to put in a load of effort by rebuilding it but it's there like the story the characters the the ascent, the gameplay essentials, like they're all there already. And if you want to get people into it, some things need to be updated. Like the Final Fantasy VII remake, there's no way they could remake that shot for shot like the original. It just wouldn't work yeah. now. Just wouldn't make sense. But it's like you were saying for Dark Souls Remastered, even just mm. by changing the item locations, you would have had, you would have recaptured some of that sense of exploration of where do I need to go to get this or. Yeah, um, where could it be? I wonder what this could be. You could end up getting some ridiculous items really early on. Um, or even if it wasn't random, if they just chose where things were going to be in, it, um, in that yeah. game. Absolutely. Um, it kind of shows you how a remaster should be done. I can't wait for it. Yeah, definitely. It'll be really good. Maybe we can, uh, depending on where we are and what we're up to at that point. You can come over and watch me play it, yeah. Cheeky live stream again, yeah, yeah. yeah. I doubt they'll have it BVR capable, but still, like we can. Uh, I actually have good enough internet in London to live stream for the first time ever. Hey, see, I don't now. I took a real <laughs> cut coming here because I didn't. I was too cheap slash didn't have the money to pay the fees to get out of my contract with my internet provider. Yeah. So I so I kept it and moved here, but I had to take a huge speed cut because this building isn't like equipped for this provider, which is really annoying. So I can't do that, but uh, I think I'm going to be moving again at the end of the year, which will be the fifth place I will have lived in three years or two years even. I'm I'm pretty tired of moving now. <laughs> pretty tired of moving. Anyway. Let's end the show. That's Dark Souls. Yeah. That's E3. Yeah, let's move on to the end of the show. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall, and what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me, so go on, get listening. End it show. End it show. End of the show. End, end, of, show. The show. end of the show. End of the show. The show. Thank you so much for listening again. We're very sorry, but you know we've got a lot of stuff on. We're, we're doing our best. We're oh, going we to should try be better be back. from now on, shouldn't we? That's what we say. We every see time. it every single episode, every fucking time. <laughs> we're we're going to do our best. We really are. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, we didn't really want to jump into questions in this because it, it would just go on way too long. But thank you f for all of your tweets over E3 and stuff. Should and we read out some of those thoughts. tweets for E3 before uh, we end? Yeah. Um, we can do. Let me just load them. I'm going to load them now. up as well. Oh, goody. Look at you. And uh, we'll get to Simon. the emails next week. 
Also, leave us an iTunes review, you bastards. You, you bastards, never you fucking fuck, leave us any yeah, iTunes reviews. You don't. You don't do it. You say you're gonna, but you you never do it, do you? You think about it, but you you you're hovering over there. But I don't I don't get it. So uh, yeah, I tweeted out from the PS Radio UK account to ask people what they thought of E3. And yes, I'm speaking slowly because I'm loading it up. <laughs> yes, me too. I'm just trying to find it. Okay, here we go. I got it. So Malachi Whippy, Xbox man, predictably said that Xbox had the uh, had a strong show, and but he did say that the it rest did. were pretty weak. I, I don't. Yeah, they did, but the rest were pretty weak. I thought Bethesda had a phenomenal show. Yeah. Um, Sony's was was weird, admittedly. Uh, C Nobi says The Last of Us Two was impressively brutal. Ghosts ear lobbing was sweet. Ear lobbing. I don't, know. I don't know. Did that happen? I, I don't know. Maybe we didn't watch the same thing that Sinobi did. Uh, Mrs. said, wait for next gen. Poor bots keep getting strung along. What? I don't really understand how you've written that, Sinobi. I'm sorry. Um, also, Mitch Michelle yes. asked us what our thoughts on the Resident Evil 2 remake were. So There you go. Uh, we've already done that bit. Had that. We also have Filskin. He said it was okay. This is the Sony conference. It was okay. Think the, think the PS show was better. So the PS show must have been the experience that we did last year. Uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest, not really that good. Or maybe I was naturally having higher expectations, too high. Maybe don't know. I think yeah, we have been spoiled by Sony over the years. Mm. Um, and that's the weird thing is they they had that formula that just works every year. And then they changed it. <laughs> yeah. I always looked forward to Sony's conferences, but now it's kind of like, oh, what are they going to show? Are they going to show anything? Oh, what? I don't know. Yeah. It was fine, though. It was it was fine. We we got good stuff out of it, and we're, we're talking about a lot, a lot of stuff that they showed off on their weird live streams, but the weird li- live streams are good. I just like a conference to go with them, you know? Yeah. I always use the conference as a kind of highlighting the games that I then want to watch in their little live stream. Yeah. Rather than having to watch 12 hours of live stream just to figure out what I'm looking forward to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, you can find us online. Kind of. Can you? Yeah. On the internet? PlayStationRadio.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter, at ConfusedDude. No, Confused underscore dude. That's me. Um, at Simon Sy Thornton. You can add mm-hmm. us on PSN, and you can go to our communities, PlayStation communities. We didn't do an embarrassing community of the week. No. But next episode, I have a stonker of a oh, story. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I have a story of a paedophile sex ring that was using PlayStation. No, you don't. That's happened now. It has happened. We said For it would happen. sake, we did. It has happened. We warned... Go full story next time. We're gonna See have you guys to, in July. We're gonna have to bust out the old Cindy Bater and go undercover. <laughs> Poor Cindy Bater. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Simon, thank you so much for um, for joining me. Thank you. And and talking about the PlayStation today. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. We love you. Bye.
You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK. If you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a mass of crap.